Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Get that gift I sent you. I, I left it when I was at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. I sadly did not get said gift. It's a paper bag. I, you need to breathe in and breathe <laughs> out of it. I, I uh, just concern. I could have used that last night. Okay. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at uh, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, SunburyMotors.com, Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory, with the Summary Motors Guarantee and a fabulous service department. And they need more people than ever to work there. Uh, so if you're an experienced technician, entry-level technician looking for your first job, someone like, say, in the corner office looking for a desperately needed career change, they would love to hear from you. Uh, stop by in person, apply online at summarymotors.com or call Todd at 286-7746. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. And the 0-1 pitch. Swung on, and that one's hit down the left field line, and that's going to fall in for a hit. Coming around to score will be Segura, and Sosa will cruise into second. So back-to-back doubles for the Phils, and another RBI for Edmundo Sosa tonight. Phils lead it 4-2. Ended up winning the game over the Reds 4-3 last night. As the winning in Philadelphia continues while the American League franchise in New York continues to circle a fogged-in airport. That's a good way to describe it. Okay, take the bag and start breathing. (laughs) Slow. Inhale. Thank you. Exhale. It's all right. You have a great wife, two great kids. Okay. I'll work on it. Whew. Well, you got a lot to work on based on all the reports I'm getting. <laughs> all right. Let's turn our attention to the Steelers. They they lost their – you would never know they lost the preseason game because all the buzz was about the quarterbacks. Uh, and a guy that's been on our show who is – I think if we were to look and see if he's made more appearances on this show – versus how many passes Trey Lance has thrown since high school. I think, Neil, you, being on this show, you probably would win. As always, it is great to be here, gentlemen. I hope uh, I hope your day is going as good as mine. I believe you've uh, made more appearances on this show than Trey Lance has thrown passes since uh, high school. It's probably true. Yes. Probably true. In fact, if we broke it down, that, that's interesting. I might end up trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, three hundred seventy. In my head, I'm calculating it. Three hundred seventy-nine passes in his career since high school. He completed a lot of them. I know that. Yes. So speaking of completing <laughs> a lot of them, good things happened after that. Yeah, Steelers quarterbacks completed a lot of them. 
on uh, Friday night against Seattle. So, what was your general imp- impression, pro and con, of what you saw from the quarterbacks? I, I thought the quarterbacks availed themselves well. I mean, they they did the job they were supposed to do. Um, the the bad passes, I think, were uh, uh, minimal enough that you kind of remember all of them. I know Rudolph had a, a pretty poor decision on one. Um, the few that did pick it through incomplete, one he threw away, one I think was probably not his best pass. I thought Trubisky threw the ball well. Um, and they, they did the things they were supposed to do. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's not really – I mean, it's kind of, you know, opponent agnostic in the preseason. I mean, obviously, sure. you're, you're competing against somebody, but you look at them as peers in the NFL. To some degree, uh, they're on something of a similar level. Um, you're you're going up there to to work on execution, to work on technique. It's not a result-based type of thing. And I I felt the quarterbacks uh, made good decisions with the ball, with the exception of the one throw with Rudolph. But come on, they're not all perfect. Um, We shouldn't you know focus the lens that intensely on one thing. When when he threw the best pass of the night, I thought the, the touchdown to Pickens to Mason threw was a perfect throw. Um, exactly what you want to put on film. All of them did did good things, you know. You're you're encouraged by that. Um, one drive does not make an NFL game in the regular season, though, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is set. It's not indicative that uh, every drive they run is going to be like that, or even most of them. So uh, it, it's a good start. I think they they got good work in, um, and we saw some pretty good things with a, a kind of a hodgepodge of. Uh, starters in there. They didn't have what we think anyway is, is going to be their starting offensive line. Um, it, it, probably more than anything, it, you, you saw good things all over uh, the offensive roster. I, I, I think that was um, probably my biggest takeaway from, from the whole game. They did well in, in three teams worth of players at different positions. I, I think that's that's very encouraging considering where they were offensively last year. It looks like they, they've got some good things going for it. Um, they'll, they'll continue to build, and that's really all you can do this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're going to be over the moon about Kenny Pickett. So what did you think of him? Um, I, I thought Pickett did well. Um, they didn't ask him to do much. I mean, it, it really, you're running the peanut butter and jelly type of stuff, a lot of floods, a lot of crosses. Um not multi-reads, not like a high-to-low type of look. Uh, he didn't get, I, I don't think, the greatest uh, protection on earth, but the, the touchdown pass he threw was really more of a combination of, of uh, less than superior technique from the defensive player and pretty nice run by the receiver. I wouldn't necessarily put all that on picket. Um, and they ran all well on, the, on that final drive as well. I, it, you know, again, it, it's he did the things they were asking him to do. I don't think that he got a high degree of difficulty score, but um, it, it, you, you can't fault him for doing what he's being asked to do. Uh, he ran the offense well. It seemed like he controlled things well, um, and again, made good decisions with the football. And he looked good throwing it. He looked confident, um, put the ball where it was supposed to go, and that's what you ask your quarterback to do in a very basic fundamental way um i'm not penciling him in as the starter i'm not suggesting right. that you know he's leapfrogging anybody on the depth chart over it because again I, I think all of them played well and i don't think that that was he, he didn't look so incredibly advanced mm-hmm. that he absolutely shouldn't be at that level he just he did what he was supposed to do with what he had and um 
made you know the right types of plays and the right types of reads. They didn't ask him to do anything of, of significant um, difficulty or skill. He, he wasn't put into a, a real difficult spot, but um, you know he, he made it work. He, you got to be happy with that. Definitely a, a, a solid first outing for him. Steeler fans are used to seeing a quarterback hold the ball for a while, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. That's always been the story with Kenny Pickett. He tends to hold it. It seems like um, uh, that that, again, was part of the M.O. the other night, that, yeah, he had success, but he still held the ball. Did you see the same thing? I, I can see that. I could see where that comes from um, overall as well as in the game. That That's kind of the gunslinger mentality. I think that's really who Pickett is. Um, it, his highest and best, if, he, if we were to break down his best trait – um, I, I love his confidence in his deep ball ability. I love that the desire that he has to look for a big play, and to do that, you, you got to hang on to the ball a little bit. You got to have some yeah. toughness in the pocket. Um, but he was flushed out of the pocket a couple times. It seemed to me like he was aware enough uh, of you know if he's going to hold on to it, he's got to be ready to to escape uh, and go off schedule. That's not necessarily what you want to do every play. Um, that was something that that Roethlisberger. Um, worked in very well his entire career, but you don't necessarily want to make that um, everything that you do. But it's going to happen sometimes. I he, he held on to a little bit. I think he was looking to, to make a play down the field. Sure. I, I like that kind of confidence. Um, I like the vision. You know, he can see that. Uh, it played didn't materialize for him, and he didn't force it. He, he made the right reads. He, he went where it needed to go. Um, all of them, well, Trubisky and, and Pickett were forced to to, uh, to get out of the pocket and make something happen a couple times, and, and both of them did well with that. Uh, it, it's good to see that when they're out of the pocket, they'll make the decision um, to just pick up a couple yards or to deliver to an open receiver, not try to force everything. You're not throwing, I don't care who you are, this is something that, that, that people tend to, to over-exaggerate. Um, you, do, you do not throw well on the run. Even if you are mm-hmm. a, a, a guy that can make a play when he's on the move, throwing across his body, technically speaking, you do not throw well on the run. If you're trying to force a ball into coverage when you're on the move like that, you're going to make a mistake. It's just it's inevitable. You're not going to get away with that very often. Even the best will, will tell you that's not how you want to throw. That's why the, the real desire is to have a, a, a pocket-contained quarterback that can step into his throw and deliver on target a, a, a catchable ball with some velocity to beat the defenders who are going to be closing in around him. Uh, when you do have to get outside the pocket, though, it's about decision-making and it's about vision. You need to see what's there. You need to know what to do with it, keep your head, keep your wits about you, um, and try to make the best throw that you can. Um, I feel like Pickett showed in his career that he can do that. I, I, I think Trubisky, uh, to his credit, um, can throw on the move um, probably better than average. So there, there's some advantage to that, but it, it all comes down to still being able to find an open receiver or run. Don't try to make you know. Don't try to make a throw that you're not able to make when you're on the move because you're not throwing well. And the, the defense is attacking downhill at that point. It's a turnover waiting to happen. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when you do that. But they, in, in those situations, from what we saw, I, I felt that they made the right decisions with what they had. And sometimes it's, you know, a, a, a two-yard game. Sometimes it's you flip it out of bounds. Sometimes, unfortunately, you get caught from behind. But if, if you're making the right decisions top to bottom, that, that's the best you can hope for when you get forced out of the pocket that way. Uh, 
So let's talk about Trubisky for a moment because mobility is a part of his game. Uh, and when you look at the Steeler offensive line, I mean, they're okay. But how important is that part going to be for him moving forward as the guy that's going to be probably the guy at least to start with? It, it worries me. Um, here, here's the bottom line. It, this, it's a two-way street. You're not going to get perfect protection all the time. And on top of that, perfect protection doesn't make everything. The key thing is you have to take each play for what it is and you have to take what is being given to you. Sometimes that's going to be you get an, an A-gap rusher in your grill the second you get the ball. Sometimes you have perfect protection. You have to trust what's there either way, but your eyes have to stay downfield. I, I would say this, the, the Trubisky play, uh, I think it was second and eight on the was the first drive. It was first or second drive. Yeah. Um, it took a pass or took took his drop and had pressure on him right away. It looked like there was kind of a mix up on the right side uh, with who was blocking the, the delayed blitz, and he got forced out of the pocket. But the thing was, to me, what I saw is he escaped the pocket calmly. His eyes stayed downfield. He knew what he was looking at downfield. Didn't see anything, so he he turned the corner and got upfield. I think he gained three four yards, something like that. Not a massive gain, not a Lamar Jackson level run, and he's not that mobile. He's mobile. I, I I've said this a couple times. He's mobile in the same way that Baker Mayfield, for example, is mobile. He can get outside and get to the corner and pick up three four maybe five yards. He's not breaking guys' ankles and going for 15, 20 down the field. He's mobile in that sense, and that's valuable only if you don't have a throw to make. And the key to that is making the right read, making the right decision with the ball. Um, You know, third and five is a lot better than third and 10 or third and 11. So if he doesn't escape the pocket, he gets sacked, and they're they're in a a real tough down and distance. If he gets outside and he's not quite fast enough to to elude anybody, might be a two-yard loss. So you're looking at, uh, you know, third and 10, third and nine, somewhere in there. He's mobile enough and uh, wise enough to hold on to the ball and just pick up the four yards because third and five, as, as they would say, third and manageable, is a decent outcome considering uh, the, the situation. He didn't force a mistake. He didn't need to make anything happen. He's not trying to do too much. He's not that fast. He doesn't have that good of an arm. He can't make bad decisions with the ball and get away with it like some quarterbacks in the NFL can. Um, to me, that's very positive. That was always my thing with Trubisky. Uh, he made a lot of dumb decisions when he was in Chicago. I don't care if he was a pro bowler or not. He, he made a lot of dumb decisions in those kinds of situations. I like the fact that he just simply took what was there. And sometimes you have to do that. And sometimes it's going to be on third down, third and eight. If he can only run for four, pick up four. Don't take a hit. Don't force a throw. Just you know, do what you can and live the fight another day. When you don't have all the talent in the world, sometimes that's just what you have to do. You don't score on every drive, but I I appreciate him using his mobility um, in, with discretion in this case. He wasn't going to uh, force anything down the field. That That's going to be key. Over the course of a game, if he isn't forcing passes, he's not turning the ball over, and you might you know still be able to, to, to get around. Figure out a way to get your guys open off schedule. Come up with, with secondary route options, things that uh, he can read and see, and get them open so he can make a throw. At the very least, if he's not losing yards, 
uh, you're, you're not putting yourself into a bad situation. Obviously, if he's not turning the ball over, you're not putting yourself in a bad situation because at some point you got to stop and throw when you're on the move. If you do that in tight spaces, they hit you, they tip the ball in the air, it's going the other way, and you're, you're in a bad spot. All right, what else stuck out to you about about them? I mean, uh, give me a, a positive that stuck out about the opener in the context of being an opener. Everything has to be done in context. And then what, you know, like you sat back and said, boy, they need work there in context. In context, positively, um, I, I was uh, overall very impressed with Anthony McFarland's game. Yeah. Um, they, they gave him a couple different situations. Again, it's not result-based. They wanted to run a few concepts and see how the players did to it. They gave him two mm-hmm. inside zone runs that he executed perfectly, in my opinion. This is exactly what you want to see uh, out of an NFL running back. Um, one was the big gainer on, on third down. The other one was like a, a, a six- or seven-yard carry. He executed them perfectly. Um, they had him in on, on a passing down, a deeper passing down. He stood in and off, off of a, a tackle and stun. Uh, he took on a defensive end on on a on a rush, yeah. and he stood him up. Did a great job. That's that's to me. That's an NFL back. He made the team, in mm-hmm. my opinion, from that series. Yeah. And they took uh, not coincidentally, they took him out after that uh, Saturday. I think it's all going to be about Jalen Warren uh, seeing what he can do, giving him the same type of opportunity mm-hmm. to make the team. But McFarland did a great job. They also had him on <laughs> on kick return. Uh, they gave him a tryout. And on on Saturday, and I thought he passed with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with what he was able to do. Um, on the negative side, I, I thought um, I, I don't know what it'll take to get Devin Bush to, to you know to uh, try. But I, I'll be honest with you, I think he is he, he better pick it up or he is not going to be a Steeler. I, I joked about this, and the, the more I think about it, I'm not even sure if, if I'm far off. But like, it makes you wonder: did, did they tell him he was on the trade block or something? I, I, to not to to still be out there and to play in such a, a protected way. Yeah, just, I'm not saying you need to to let loose. You didn't see Miles Jack running at 40 miles an hour, going head first into the guys. Wow. He he played hard though. He played competitively for the time he was out there. And the fact that Bush stayed in so long, it just it makes me kind of wonder if they're not giving him some film and opportunity to, to give teams a look at him. Um, I, I, right now, if there was a, a pedigree kind of guy behind him, you know, if they had a second, third-round pick behind him from this draft, I think he would be in direct competition for a spot on the team. I really do. And if, if you take away everything, this, this isn't fair, I know, but if you take away everything – uh, as far as where he was drafted, how much time and money they put into him, you're not putting him on on the team after that performance. It's like it, 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 at some point enough is enough. And while I thought it was going to be, look, it's ride or die as a first round pick. You invested all this money in him. You can't replace this. You shouldn't have to. You need to coach him up. I don't know anymore. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't think they're losing anything if he isn't on the team. You know, they they got to eat. A, a decent chunk of calf space for it, and it's frustrating. But him playing doesn't really seem he, him playing this year does not fill any reasonably minded person with any sense of optimism um, about his position. And that, to me, right there, it should be reason enough that if you could get somebody desperate enough to take him off your hands, that you want to trade him. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I want to say there are a thousand reasons. Um, to, to trade him and only one to keep him and the one is the only one that matters and that's because he's a pedigree guy you've already put uh, the time and the effort into it I think they, they spoke volumes when, when they didn't pick up his option 
Um, that says pretty much all they need to say. And uh, unfortunately, I think they built themselves really counting on him uh, being something of a, of a player this season. But I, and I don't know, a guy that, that just doesn't seem to care that much to me is not a guy that I really want. I don't care if it's the preseason or not. Um, you got you got to put some effort into it, and I didn't see that from him in this game. You and I both know you're a first round pick. You have to play your way out of it, and because they give you all the chances in the world when you're a first round pick, he's a good example of it. Yep, I I used to think that too, and now my honest thought is you you can't play your way out of it. If it wasn't for Artie Burns and Jarvis yeah. Jones, I I really. Right. Yeah, you know, well, to be fair, Jones when Jones didn't play, he was hurt. <laughs> yes, he just left Pittsburgh and never played again. Right. Uh, they benched Burns. They really didn't play Burns. But right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, short of they don't have anybody else, and they've already put all this time and effort into it. It, it in from one perspective, perhaps they view it as it, it's too late to go back. We don't have anything else. I would say that, but made the trade for Joe Schobert during the, the uh, yeah. second preseason game last year. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it, there's desperation, um, though I would look at the Joe Schobert trade as an example of what not to do and give teams a reason not to pick up a player who's clearly, generally speaking, did less in his career to that point than Joe Schobert had up to that point. Um I, I don't know. I don't know what would happen, but I, I can't imagine um, they would not listen to trade talks for him. That, I'm not saying it's happening, but I don't know who else would want him. I think that's the reason they, they couldn't trade him right now uh, more than they would actually. The Steelers would actually want him on their team. I don't think 31 other teams want him uh, at that price point, and they would just wait to, to for the Steelers to cut him. My friend, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's see, more appearances than Trey Lance has thrown passes since high school. (sighs) At least Lance has had more championship success than the Yankees have recently. All right, so we'll come back with what? He's also been on much longer than uh, Joey Gallo's had in strikeouts. Oh, just... (laughs) you, You came back to work consumed with hate. I'm sorry. He's with uh, the Dodgers now. Yeah. Guess what the Dodgers are doing? Not playing them. Winning. We'll come back with more in a moment. (laughs) And by the way, once again, to the young man from Utah who's in Geisinger, our prayers are with him and his team, his family, I mean, everybody. Oh, uh, of all, I mean, it's the last thing in the in the, the face here that you expect. Monday, that young man went to bed excited about Little League. Falls out of the bunk, hits his head. All right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us on the show today, sponsored by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, with great warranties, great pre-owned inventory, with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They go over every vehicle. Fabulous service department. And by the way, they need more technicians. So whether you're an experienced technician, entry-level technician looking for your first job, someone looking for a career change, they would love to hear from you. You can stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. All right. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Fernando Tatis Jr., just when you thought the Padres were on the verge of, okay, they're about to get him back, and I talked about that when they made the trade. Well, they're going to get him. What an addition that's going to be down the stretch. No. They're not going to get him back. Uh... He won't be back until the middle of May next year. Wow. Um, and that's... He took for for ringworm, and I guess they showed a picture of his neck. Whatever substance, and it's the same one that got Freddie Galvis... 80 games and got D Gordon 80 games. All these players have a team of people around them. How often? I mean, even a golfer. Oh, you know, it's a great day for our team. Like your team, you're the golfer. But yeah, they all, they have a team of people. A nutritionist, right? But nobody picked up on this. Nobody. Like, come on. Nobody picked up on. This. Which is why I give zero credibility to, oh, I didn't know. Stop it. Yeah, you did. No, I mean, come on. This is, you have a team of people around you. It's their job to know what you're doing. I mean, that's... um, He's only played in 273 games out of the last 569 the Padres have played. I'm sorry, that's an issue. You got you got 14 years. Excuse me, yeah, 14 year contract. The first year they got zero out of him, zero. And believe me, he oh, and his father doesn't help any. You're gonna lose millions of baseball fans by doing this. Look, Dad. Okay. Then you got the wrong people around him. Hey? You gotta I mean you gotta know the rules. 
and to be honest with you, the whole thing is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And guess what? He's on the West Coast. <laughs> do you think people care and miss Mike Trout when he's in the playoffs? Maybe they miss Shohei, but do they miss Mike Trout? No, not really. Are they going to miss Fernando Tatis if the if the Padres even make the playoffs? No, you're right. The Padres aren't even lighting the world on fire right now since they made all these crazy moves. Actually, no, I like the moves the Padres made. I did, but it hasn't it, paid off it, for them yet. Well, that doesn't mean, look. I, they haven't played great baseball lately. No, they have not, but I would have made every move they made. There isn't a yeah. single move they made that I objected to. I thought every move was a big time move. I agree. It just hasn't. It just hasn't. They haven't done sometimes, it yet. Sometimes it doesn't fall into place. But I would have made him again. I'm somebody, as you know, in the moment. I'll tell you exactly what I think. And if it doesn't pan out, I'll say it doesn't pan out. But I would. I'd have made all those moves. Now, I've talked about the team I root for, the Red Sox. I would not have made several moves he's made. Andrew Penintendi for Franchi Cordero? What, what? Who's doing your talent evaluations? Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr.? What, what, who's in charge of this? Okay. Every move the Padres made, I'd have made. Every one of them, but hey, they're trying at least. They're trying at least. They're at least trying. I mean, it's not like they went out and acquired Joey Gallo. Oh, that's right. Your team did that last year. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. And then we're but still giving did? trust to Aaron Hicks. But anyway. I mean, but the bottom line to me is, you know, in this day and age, I mean, years ago I could understand the innocence of it. I took what? Not now. Everybody knows that is in baseball what is on the ban list. And they have, and when you're getting a 14-year contract worth, is it's over 300 million, right? Something like that. You have enough money to hire a team around you: nutritionist, your own personal physician, right? Your agent, where you know what you're supposed. They are at least supposed to know what you're allowed and not allowed to have. Okay. The whole thing's a disgrace. And the uh, and I understand a father defending his son, but I'm sorry, you know, the fault is with your son and with his team. It's not with the rules. I mean, D. Gordon got same substance banned. Freddie Galvis, same substance got banned. Okay. So it's not as if um, it is not as if 
Others have not been hit with this before, and his team should know about it. And when you get a 14-year contract, aren't you a little more careful about this? Oh, well. That's bad. Yeah, the Padres, have have they been playing well? No, but I still would have made every move they made. And they they are in the the, the uh, final wild card spot right now. Just to clarify, they would play the Cardinals right now if the postseason yeah. started today. But they still have not played good baseball. But that also included going to Los Angeles and getting swept by the Dodgers, right? Who won at one point twelve in a row? So part of that losing is actually to a great team. It's not as if they had two out of three taken from them from a team that's under five hundred. Oh, wait, that's, that just happened to a team, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, but if you're the pod, going back to the Padres, I, I know well, they just made all these moves. But the, yeah, I know, you want to change the subject, they should, I got it. They shouldn't get swept like that by the Dodgers. They should be able to compete better with that lineup now. So Look, that was not good the that Yankees they got swept by the Dodgers. Dodgers. You're getting swept. Oh, okay. yeah, I recognize that. The, right now, they're, they're the best on team paper, in baseball. On paper, the Padres are a better team than the Yankees right now. So, yeah. So, But in that case, I would expect the Padres to give the Dodgers a better series, and they didn't. But absolutely, the Dodgers would sweep the Yankees right now. They'd sweep everybody. Yeah. They're really, they're really good. They're really good. Right now, it's looking like, like a rematch of 2017, which I would actually like to see, by the way, if I have to stomach seeing the Astros in the World Series again. Yeah, but wouldn't the Astros have to go through your team to get there? Again, why I said I, if I have to stomach the Astros being in the World Series. Hmm. Listen, I don't even know if the Yankees can even win a playoff series right now, let alone even get to the ALCS or oh. the World Series. You're so angry. Right now they play either Cleveland or Toronto. I would feel better. I would feel good against Cleveland. Toronto, I'd be a little iffy, but that's winnable. But... The way they're to playing right now, who you, knows? I'd feel worse about playing Cleveland. Toronto's not playing well right now. Toronto is not playing well right now. Let's see here. Eagles gaining traction and win-loss total odds. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> the A lot Eagles of the power rankings, now... they've been in the top ten. The Eagles have now gone with it. That's irrelevant. Uh, the, the Eagles have gone from 8.5 wins to 9.5 wins. Wow. I still think that's uh, that's sliding them a little bit. I think they're at 11 wins. So here's the, here's the over and under. Well, okay, the Bills are 11.5. Patriots 8.5. Dolphins 8.5. The Jets are now off the board. <laughs> well, it's because of the Zach Wilson injury. Oh, that makes sense, though. Ravens are 9.5. The Bengals are 9.5. The Browns are 8.5. The Steelers are 7.5. Titans are 9.5. The Colts are 9.5. The Jags are 6.5. Houston is 4.5. Kansas City 10.5. The Chargers are 10.5. The Broncos are 10.5. And the Raiders are 8.5. That's the best division in football on paper. 
The Packers are 10.5. The Vikings, 8.5. The Lions are 6.5. The Bears are 6.5. The Bucks are 11.5. The Saints are 8.5. Carolina is 6.5. Atlanta is 4.5. The Rams are 10.5. The Niners are 9.5. The Cardinals are 8.5. The Seattle Seahawks are 5.5. And, of course, we left one division out. And here is your group. The Giants are 7.5. The Commanders are 8.5. The Cowboys are 10.5. Oh and the Eagles are 9.5. I, I disagree with about three-fourths of these picks. Well, the, no, these are these are the betting odds. The betting odds. This, the, the, these this are is, dumb. Three-fourths of these are dumb. This is odds. MGM. This yeah. is MGM. Well, MGM's dumb with these odds. Three-fourths well, of these are false. But they pick numbers that are so close... Or if the Giants win seven, and you pick the over, you lose. If the Giants pick eight, win eight, you pick the under, you lose. You see, I mean, I know. it's very... But the Cowboys at 10.5, that's outrageous. Well, well, then bet the under. Yes, I would significantly. In the Commanders being at eight and a half, are you kidding me? Commanders are interesting. They're going to be better offensively. Their defense is very good to begin with. Yeah, they have that, but I don't really know how good they're going to be offensively. You have a guy in in their uh, in what is it, uh, McKissick there right now? They can't even hold on to the football right now. Carson Wentz, you never know what you're going to get with him. They have a good receiving core. I'll give them that. But if the and guy's not good throwing the football back. to him, it doesn't matter. But defense is very good, no question. But their offense stinks, in my opinion. Minus the receivers. Ooh, you should see the picture they used for this. It was the Eagles and the Bucks when the Bucks got crushed. When the uh, Eagles got crushed in the playoff. Ooh, that's not good. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Okay. Now, here are, so far, the most over- where people have put money on them winning more than the number. Lions at 6.5, Saints at 8.5, Steelers at 7.5, Jets at 5.5, Dolphins at 8.5. So here are the most unders in terms of the betting. People are smoking with the over, just so you know. Well, here are the most unders. The Bears at 6.5, the Cowboys at 10.5, the Steelers at 7.5. So they have probably as many under as over. The Seahawks at 5.5 and the Titans at 9.5. All right, that's respectable. But the but the overs, yeah, you're spoken. Yeah. Well, of course, this is the Jets before Wilson got hurt. How about that? Never bet a dime in my life. But it's interesting. The way they said it's interesting. 
Uh, ooh, the Eagles just dropped down to 4.2. All right, we'll come back. I don't think that's good. We'll Get the lingerie with... on the deck. Call the janitor. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Yeah, right now, Braves, uh, Phillies, Padres are the three wildcard teams. The Padres, by the way, are four and six in their last ten including the three losses to the Dodgers. So they're not as bad as Matt said they were doing. Um, Mariners, Rays, Jays are the three American League ones right now, but the Orioles are a game and a half back. How about that? They made, I mean, they made trades and sent people out of town, and guess what? They're a game and a half out. Good for them. I never say I want to see a division opponent make the playoffs, but I really want to see the O's make the playoffs so they can stick it to their fraudulent ownership. And the Indians are playing great. They've won 8 of 10. The Blue Jays have won 3 of 10. I tried to tell you that in the last segment, and you wouldn't listen to me. That's... You act like I don't prepare for the show. (laughs) All right, more coming up tomorrow, including Chris Mack. We'll check in with him. Dave Revson on Thursday's show. We're working on Dennis Dodd, by the way, probably next week. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf and online. SunburyMotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.